Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Everybody, welcome afternoon drive. Goodman Fry, watch us mylifesports.com. You can't reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. If you are watching on milehighsports.com right now, you can see Terry. You cannot see me. I am up at Boulder right now at the Boulder JCC. I'm getting ready to work the Medicine Horse uh, charity event. It's a fantastic foundation. They have asked me to be their auctioneer. So, Terry, I'm so sorry we could not be close to each other. I do feel close with you, just not today. You are, you are in tux and tails, correct? No, I don't dress in a tuxedo. I usually have a very nice suit. I own a bunch of suits, probably like you do as well. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's right. You know what? You are a newspaper writer. I don't remember what they paid you at the Denver Post, but to be perfectly honest, newspaper writers are not known for their fashion sense. Sloven, is that fair to say? Slovenly is usually the word associated with sports writers. You know what? I am not going to disagree. Uh, sheepishly, I say I was a TV guy, so I was forced to learn how to dress well. Not and wear suggest- makeup. That's right. Well, I had to wear makeup. Well, it's not that I wore rouge or eyeliner or uh-huh. anything like that, uh, but I had to wear pa- pancake makeup to make sure that my face didn't look like a glazed donut. Is that what happens if you don't wear makeup in TV? If you don't wear pancake makeup, the lights will make your face shine, whether you're sweating or you're a little hot. So it'll, it'll look like literally you wiped your face with a glazed donut. And yeah. the, the camera the camera puts 52 pounds on you also. Closer to 57. Oh, yeah? Closer to 57, which for me, I look about 57 pounds overweight anyway. <laughs> so I ser- that's why I went into radio. Because a long time ago, uh, when I when I left television, uh, the news director said to me that you have an expanding waistline and a receding hairline. And he said to me, radio might be the gig for you. So that's why we are doing the show together. And with that, time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. All right, here we go. Game two, Western Conference Finals. Pavel Fransos is going to start in goal tonight against the Oilers. Darcy Kemper has been ruled out. Oilers are going to start the guy they yanked, Mike Smith. And he was not good, but he's going to be back in goal. And honestly, I think that's good news for the Avs, don't you think? Yes, but the Oilers are looking at it as looking back at game one against Calgary when Smith was terrible in game one and it was nine to six. They won the next four games. They're hoping for a replay of that. I don't see it happening, but I think they've made the right decision to give him one more shot. I, I don't. I think it would have been premature to uh, to yank him now to take him out of the starting spot. But I also bet they're quick with the quick with the hook tonight if he doesn't play well early. And I think if he if he's yanked tonight, that's it for the rest of the series. Calgary's offense is not the Avalanche offense. And the team they played in the first round, the Kings, 
they don't have the Avs offense. If they want to go with Mike Smith, a guy who to me looked old and slow, knock yourself out. I'd be more worried facing their backup goalie. I don't know much about Miko Koskinen, so but he looked okay the he other night. Better. He looked better than Mike Smith the other night. Uh, I think clearly they they know all this. They've seen all this. I think they're ready to make the change quickly if necessary. But uh, uh, after looking at the Battle of Alberta and the way Smith recovered, he was he was okay the rest of the series. Uh, but they obviously have more faith in him at this point to give him one more shot. When I look at a goalie's stats, and we'll talk specifically about Fransos, when I look at the stats, to me they're very similar to a pitcher's stats. Record means nothing to me. Means nothing to me. Well, I, I think because, it means it should mean something because it means you let in fewer goals than the guy at the other end, and that's the way Patrick Waugh used to look at it. That's why the number of wins record was so important to him because it was li- he literally did look at it as dueling the guy in the other net. Well, I got news for Patrick Waugh. He's wrong. <laughs> and I'll tell you why You he's don't wrong. like anything Patrick Waugh says. No, that's not true at all. I think he quit on the Avalanche, Hall of Fame goalie, one of the best of all time. And I'll tell you why he's wrong. Because Francois is 3-0. And he's given up nearly four goals a game a, in the playoffs. A glittery three and zero, oh, yes. No, 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 no. Not there's nothing honestly glittery about it. If you are a pitcher and your ERA is five and you're ten and one, that means your team <laughs> has scored six goals for you. And it's the same thing with Francois. I don't need Patrick Y to explain sports to me, because I remember many. I remember many times, and I'll use let's use Jacob Degrom as an example. Uh-huh. With the Mets, Mets. He, he he hasn't had a sparkling record, and his ERA is consistently sub two. It's because his team stinks in scoring runs. That doesn't mean he's not the best pitcher in baseball, because he is. So no one should try and convince me that record means everything, because it doesn't. How are you actually playing? And when you're giving up 3.59 goals a game in the playoffs and your save percentage is 89%, you shouldn't be the backup goalie. You should be the third goalie. But right now, there's a limited body of work. He's played three games in these playoffs. He's pl- he's five and four in his career. I I just threw out his record, but his numbers there aren't great either. Eight ninety one and three point three four. This is a guy though who played, who played. He didn't come over here until he was twenty eight years old to play. The Avalanche had signed him uh, the, earlier that year, but he played in the KHL playoffs. He played in the Czech League playoffs. He played in the Olympics for his home country, the Czech Republic. And he played in world championships for the for the Czech Republic. So this is a guy who's not completely uh, unused to the spotlight. And I think that'll help him. Uh, he, and he came over. He took a long time to come over. And the Avalanche were the team that offered him. He was a free agent that offered him and got him over here when they were they decided to move on from Varlamov as, as uh, code, code number one or number two or 1A or however he wanted to put it with Grubauer. And so they moved on there, and uh, that's, that's the faith they've put in Francois. And I, I think his body of work so far is so limited that we, we can almost, almost start with a blank sheet for him. You know, I'm not going to disagree with you here. I'll pay him a compliment. And the compliment is his numbers, goals against average save percentage, nearly identical to Darcy Kemper during the regular season. <laughs> so the truth is, I don't think it really matters who's in goal. They're basically both the same guy, except one is taller and the other one is shorter and more flexible. He's listed as, I, he's listed as six foot. So you're, uh, I think you're Eric, you're six foot four. Uh, uh, lying down. 
Still there? Yes. Okay, just checking. I don't think there's a difference, honestly, between the two goalies. Do you think there's a great think, difference? We've seen a body of work between these two guys during the regular season, and Francois was just as good as Kemper. Kemper was good I, the second half of the season. That's fine. I think they're kind of interchangeable. And so far, Kemper, you and I talked about it. In the nine games that he played, or the nine games that were played, Kemper you know, didn't play in all of them. You can make the case he was never the best goalie on the ice. And you know why? He has all those wins. It's because his team kept scoring a lot of goals. Well, here's the other thing. I think the most important thing now is the 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 reservoir of faith his teammates have in him now, and I think they have they have they love Frankie as a person, Francois. They love him as a person. They love him as a guy in the locker room. They'll play hard for him. They'll play hard for Kemper. Kemper's, you know, Mister Happy. He's a great guy. But I think what's what's happened now is, and you'll never get anybody to say this, and I I but I. Deeply believe it's true. I think the Avalanche have lost faith, have lost faith in Darcy Kemper, and that's another reason why. Even if Kemper had been deemed okay to play from here on out, I think they would have gone to Francois tonight anyway. Of course, Kemper. You left. do. Yeah, Kemper left during the game because of an injury, uh, so that would have been a little bit of an asterisk. But I think they would have. I think if Kemper played that game, entire game, I think they might have made the move anyway. Do you think it's a danger for the Oilers to look at how they started both playoff series, losing game one, and then just assuming, hey, well, things happen in threes, don't they? So, of course, we're (laughs) going to win game two. Do you think there's a little danger in doing that? No, uh, I think they're they're using that as a fallback morale bolster. That's fine. That's the way you kind of things you manufacture in the playoffs and in sports. So I don't think it's a problem. I think, I think they uh, they're in a faith situation too, deciding whether Mike Smith can be the guy for them, and they'll go from there. I know they have confidence in Francois, and we both know that Bednar encourages the defenseman to jump up oh, into very the much play. So. It's a mandate. It's not even an encouragement. It's a mandate. Yeah. They, they're both given carte blanche to jump into the play, and they're mandated to get in the play. The only one now in the lineup where that may be an issue with is Jack Johnson. Uh, yeah. Even if they throw Ryan Murray in there, maybe that opens up a little bit. But he's the only one, I think. You know, the issue there is whether... Uh, whether playing with Bob, playing with uh, playing in that spot, whether Jack Johnson is is given that complete mandate to jump into the right. I think the question is though, does Bednar look at Francois? He is the backup. I know he has confidence in him, and maybe slightly tweak the game plan where the defenseman don't jump up into the play as no, much. I maybe, think, maybe they try and protect Francois a little bit. Actually not. I don't think so at all. That's the, the personality of this team. Johnson is playing with Josh Manson, who's been up and down. He's, maybe it's because he's watching his dad on the bench for Edmonton. Uh, but Eric Johnson's kind of the babysitter for Bo Byram. And in a way, to, in a very slight backhanded way, Devon Taves is the uh, watchdog for Kale McCarr who is really, really aggressive about jumping into the play. But this it used to be, uh, not that long ago, like the guys watching in the TNT on the studio set, when they were playing, there was usually one offensive defenseman. He was he was paired with a, with a very much a stay-at-home defensive defenseman. Uh, that's, that's what Dave Manson was, uh, jo- uh, Josh's father. 
was, and they don't necessarily have to do that anymore. The game has changed so much that both defensemen have the same mandate. Now, Devon Taves obviously jumps into the play, and K.O. McCarr sees that and compensates for it a little bit. So it, you always are con- conscious of who you're playing with, who you're tandem, the defenseman in your tandem, and covering, quote, covering for him. But And the forwards have to – the other mandate, the other responsibility in this – in this environment, is the forwards have to be conscious of it too. That maybe every once in a while, both defensemen will be in the rush. Coming up after the break, the Broncos are getting closer to finding a new owner. More bids are coming in. Another round of bidding, and it is going up. With that, we will talk about that coming up next. You're listening to Mile High Sports Radio, where I am on the road, and I'm better on the road. I'm not a good home 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 guy. <laughs> I'm not good in studio. I'm better on the road. Do you mandate four-star hotels like the NHLPA? Five-star. Five-star? Okay. Yeah. You know it goes to five, right? I know the Denver Post used to put you up at the Shady Inn. But (laughs) when I was at Fox 31, we stayed at the nicest hotels. No joke. The nicest hotels. We'll talk about Broncos ownership next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. A while back, I did my estate plan with him, my living will with him. So did my fiance, Mandy. She took care of that as well. We're going to be getting married in about two and a half weeks, and we had to change it. But we didn't have to call them. They reached out to us, and that's another great service that Dan McKenzie has with his McKenzie law firm. They check in with you periodically to see if anything has changed, if anything needs to be updated. That's the type of service you're going to get with the McKenzie law firm. So glad I worked with him. I had a lot of questions. He was patient with me. Everything got done exactly how I needed to get done. So if you need to get your estate plan done, a will, a living will, highly recommend working with Dan McKenzie. He really is the best. There are a lot of people out there that do this. There's only one Dan McKenzie. Go to the McKenzieFirm.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to RMFP.com. Next round of bids for the Broncos are due next week. There are reportedly four groups in the running to buy the team. Ben Fisher of Sports Business Journal reports that bids are expected to be in the range of $4.5 billion or more. A league source with knowledge of the situation tells Pro Football Talk the franchise is Rob Walton's to lose, but he could lose it, as the source put it. There are other credible bidders at the table, and they have the ability to pay more than $5 billion if they choose to. 
when I read this, Terry, about this source saying, <laughs> you know, it's, it's Rob Walton's to lose, but he could. And there are other credible bidders. You know what I'm thinking? Somebody put this story out there to jack up the price. I don't know that for sure, but that was very much my suspicion. Uh, to make sure I have the mechanics right, they just submit one final bid in an envelope, so to speak. You know what it's like? It's like what I do. It's an auction. Now, in an auction, you have people in the same room bidding for a certain item. With and everybody paddles. sees it with paddles. But in this case, it's basically a blind auction where you make a bid and that's it. And it's going to go to the highest bidder. Everybody who is interested has been vetted by the NFL. And it should be nothing more than a rubber stamp for who gets it. Whoever is the highest bidder, that's the way the Boland Trust was set up. So the family, and thank goodness Johnny Boland's going to have more money <laughs> than he knows what to do with what? to buy more drugs and alcohol. I'm still amazed this didn't happen sooner, that the family just didn't say, look, we're never going to get along. Let's just sell the team and move on. We're all going to get a lot of money. The other historical precedent here is, I don't know if you remember when the Nuggets and the Avalanche, they went through several ownership false starts, which was one of the great things Pierre did, Pierre Lacroix did, was nurse the franchise uh, through those terrible transitions. Uh, and I don't know if you remember that the, the Nuggets and the Avalanche were up for a similar bidding process. And Donald Sturm, I believe, won it and ended up, uh, it, that sale ended up following through. And that was another trial and tribulation for the Nuggets and the Avalanche. So even the even the, the uh, single bid sales can can hit snags. But in this case, yeah, I'm a little bit suspicious. I think they're trying to make sure that Rob Walton, Rob Rob Walton's bid is designed to beat anybody who jumps into the picture. I am sure that many of these groups can afford to pay over five billion. I have very little doubt about that. You don't decide to play in this game if you know the bidding is going to be high. It's kind of like if you're going to buy a Maserati, you don't walk into the store and ask how much it is. Why Seriously. not? Why not? No, no, no. Be, be, Do you at least go look at the sticker? No. If, if you need to ask the price of a Maserati, you should not be buying a Maserati. Danny bought a Maserati without asking the price. Well, that's because he's paid better than both of us combined. Yeah. But I digress. If you need to ask the cost of a Maserati, you shouldn't be buying one. I'm sure all of these guys can afford at some point to pay over $5 billion. But remember, there is a rule in the NFL. I think you have to have like 30% ownership. Yeah. I don't know if one guy can come up with 30%. We know Rob Walton can. But this is – when we look at – listen, we don't know who these guys really are. You're hoping all of them are hands-off, unlike a Daniel Snyder or a Jerry Jones. So if all these guys turn out to be hands-off, does it really matter who owns the team? Yes, it does for, for fronting purposes, for NFL purposes, uh, and everything else. I think it very much matters. Why? It, because anybody says, well, I'll be hands-off. I'll no, hire. No, no. I'm saying, I'm saying let's make the assumption. They're all hands-off guys, and they let George Bain do his why, job. Why would you assume that? I think, I think the ego comes into it. I'm not saying it would happen. I'm saying it's a possibility, and it's simply – dismiss the possibility of having somebody saying, oh, I'll let them run the team and ended up, end up a meddling owner, I think is a very realistic possibility that everybody has to be at least conscious of. I think you're being, I, I think you're being naive. No, if you I, think that, that it's automatically going to go to somebody who 
who says, I'll keep my hands off and let the professionals run it. Everybody says that. I'll bet Daniel Snyder said that. Listen, whether they're hands off or not hands off, it's going to go to the highest bidder anyway. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, let's make the assumption. Everybody says they're going to be hands off and they are. Let's have this conversation. Let's say they all are hands off. Point is, does it really matter who the owner is? Uh, I, w- I will give that a conditional yes because of that, because of the public. That you're the public front person of the franchise, and so even if you're not meddling in the football part, you are the public picture. You are the public face of the franchise. So yeah, it does matter who you are. Okay. Now we do know, or at least there have been reports. And I think a lot of people are probably interested in this, that the Walton family and the Kroenke family, I understand the Walton family is synonymous with Walmart. I understand Kroenke is synonymous with the Rams, the Avs, the Nuggets, the Rapids, the Mammoth and Altitude. But the truth is. And real estate. That is their business. That's what I'm trying to say for Walton. And for Kroenke, their business is real estate. And for Walton, it has been reported, he might want to build a new stadium. So is that a draw for you? No. No, I, I think... I, under, I, I understand that, that both... both, both uh, I was gonna, I almost called it the Pepsi Center. Uh, Ball Arena You is, can call it Pepsi Center. I'll, <laughs> you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it uh, uh, Sports Authority Field. How's that? <laughs> But Pepsi, okay, the Pepsi they Center. In Vesco. Pepsi why why Cent- are we giving these people publicity anyway? It's Invesco, as far as I'm concerned. Pepsi Center slash Ball Arena has been open for 23 years now. McNichols Arena was open for 25 before, and it was immediately obsolete the day it opened. I think I think the Ball Arena has held up better than that. Uh, and it, either a stadium or a new arena way out in Commerce City or the Boondocks is not something I'm really willing to get into line with. Well, I can tell you right now, Ball Arena is not going anywhere because Kroenke owns land all over the place and he's looking to develop. So Ball Arena is not going anywhere. That place is going to stay there for a very long time because he is looking to build a community there, an outdoor park. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you read that in the Denver Post. That stadium is not going to be ripped down. Now, yeah, maybe you move to Commerce City. The question is, how easy is it to get to? Yes. If it's easy to get to, I don't have a problem with it. Well, but I'm I keep hearing, well, it's going to be near the airport. That would be a nightmare, <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, I said the Edmonton, the Edmonton, uh, Edmonton is halfway between the Denver airport and Edmonton, and so uh, yeah, that's that would be a nightmare. I will say that if if you're talking about a football stadium for uh, eight, eight, nine, ten home dates, twelve, eleven, twelve, depending on how they do home dates a year, I. It's not necessarily a disaster that that having an arena out in the boondocks would be. Uh, then we'd be back to like the days of of the Cleveland Cavaliers playing in Richfield, Ohio. Well, but here's something to consider. Maybe you're not crazy about a new stadium. The Broncos are going to get a Super Bowl if they build one because it'll have a at the very least a retractable dome, a yes. roof. Yeah, so the least. A Super Bowl will be coming here, and it'll be coming here quickly right after it's built. Would you be excited about hosting a Super Bowl in Denver? I mean, I, I maybe I'm a little jaded about the subject, but I don't think it's – I realize it's a shot in the arm financially, but it's just not that big a deal to me. Well, 
if the Broncos are in it, we're traveling anyway. So if it's here, then we just go right to Radio Row and get great guests all the time. I'm yeah, sure but, every, every, but, it, but everyone on Radio Row, appearing on Radio Row, has something to plug. Well, tell us about your so new what? project. So what? I don't want to so hear what? that crap. You know what? I want to hear about the football game. No, well, listen, you do talk about the football game, and you let them give their plug for about three, four minutes. If you have a chance to sit down with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, I, I can – listen, I remember uh, when, when I was at the Super Bowl with Les in San Francisco, and Terrell Owens came by, and we talked to him for a while, and he talked about Butterfinger candy for three minutes. So what? <laughs> so what? So what? I mean, you're a hockey guy. I'll ask you. Let's say it was the same setup. Are you suggesting you would not want to be able to have access for 10 minutes, three of them being about whatever he's pitching, and you could talk to Gretzky, Lemieux, Bossy, But the problem Trottier, is, the problem is uh, you, you get down the list too far in both, both football, and you would get down the list too far in hockey. What do you mean? Well, you, you're getting B celebrities at some point, B and C well, celebrities. Well, I... I, I don't know, but if you had the opportunity to talk to those guys, of course you'd want to. So what if they have to plug something? Big I'm, deal. I'm just saying as a listener, I, I really recoil when I hear somebody sitting down. And you can, I can physically see him going from spot to spot on Radio Row. So what? So he whores himself up. Big deal. He does. That, that's just the way it works. Well, we're not going to agree on that. for what it is. We're not going to agree on that because I recoil at it every time. Okay. Well, if the Broncos go to the Super Bowl, you and I are traveling. You're going to have to deal with it. Where is the you, Super Bowl? I don't know. Oh, I don't know if they're going this year. I mean, I'll, I'll look it up, and maybe we'll have a nice. Now, wait trip a minute! Together. You're saying they're going to the Super Bowl, so we're, if, so we're not gonna. I, we got to figure out where the Super Bowl is. No, I said if they go to the Super Bowl, I'm sure. Oh, oh ye I little am faith. Sure. What do you? No, I'm saying if they go, then okay. we will be traveling. So I, I'm hoping. Uh, D Danny is listening. It's going to be in Arizona. There we go. I had a Danny, I'm thinking you must be looking this up right now. And I'd be great with that because I love to play golf. So I'll be playing some golf so, all the time. So I'll say, hi, Mr. Rice. Fine with me. I don't have a problem. Remember, when I, remember when I spent a week with you in Mississippi in the offseason? And he'll go, Host. no. He'll go, no. You are so <laughs> cynical. You are so cynical. Coming up after the break. Aaron Rodgers says he thinks about retirement all of the time. How would you feel if the Broncos gave up a haul of draft picks and players and he said that wearing a Broncos uniform? We'll talk about it next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, smileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. 
presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sdhmazda.com. Aaron Rodgers says he thinks about retirement all of the time and then added, the older you get, the interest change and the grind, I think, wears on you a little bit more. The football part is the easy part. That's the joy. It's the other stuff that wears on you, makes you think about life after football. Tom Brady obviously set the bar so high with playing so many years, but I can definitely see the end coming. How would you feel if George Payton spent all that draft capital and traded players and Aaron Rodgers said this, because I can tell you right now, I would have been beside myself. When Andrew and I did the show together, I said, if he's not willing to play three or four more years, I have no interest. One or two years, don't make the trade. I'd rather find a quarterback in the draft. He's five years older than Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is intelligent enough and perceptive enough to be thinking of the time in the near future when he's having similar thoughts about whether to retire or keep playing. And so uh, I realize I might not have anything to do with this, but I think in this case, uh, they wouldn't have made the trade if, if I think they would have sat down, especially Nathaniel Hackett's involvement there. They would have sat down and assured themselves that uh, this is not a short-term guy who isn't committed and Russell Wilson is committed. So I think they made these judgments. I don't think anything, I certainly hope that nothing Rogers said surprises Nathaniel Hackett because I bet he knew it all. When Russell Wilson had his introductory press conference, he said, I want to play 10 to 12 more years. And I got to tell you, while that seems nuts, the truth is everything that I have learned about this guy, he's dead serious. He keeps himself in great shape. He loves football. He is a junkie when it comes to football. I actually believe him when he says he really wants to play that long. Now, do I believe he will? I have no idea. But he treats his body the same way Tom Brady does. I have no idea if Aaron Rodgers does. What I can tell you is Aaron Rodgers would rather be playing golf than be at minicamp with all of those new wide receivers. That's what I can tell you about Aaron Rodgers. What I can tell you about Russell Wilson is he joined a new team, took all the guys to his compound in San Diego, and cannot wait to get to work every day. For that reason alone, Russell Wilson was absolutely the right choice. Yeah, I agree, but I also think that – I do think Aaron Rodgers, if they had made the commitment to trade for him and did everything they did parallel to what they did with Wilson, I think they would have gotten his attention. I think Nathaniel Hackett would have been – wanted to make darn sure that Rodgers had the same commitment. And the answer probably was no. Yeah, I don't think he has the same commitment anymore. I do think he has other interests, things that he would like to do, whether it's buying cowboy hats here in, in Colorado or playing around to golf. I, to his point, I th- do think he sees the end. He doesn't seem like a guy who enjoys football. There are a lot of guys Maybe, who don't enjoy football. I think that's one of the underrated aspects of the game. I agree. They they look they see the guy the alumni standing on the sidelines having a hard time walking out the gate to their car and and seeing and hearing about uh, uh sleep apnea and everything else and, and possible CTE right. and and everything else like that. They're they're not naive. I think they somewhat think they're uh, invulnerable at times, but in many cases guys are looking. I think Von Miller's looking ahead to that. He might be um but Russell Wilson enjoys the process. 
He enjoys practicing. He enjoys watching film. The only guy that I can really think of that I've been around that loves it as much as Russell Wilson is Peyton Manning. Yeah. If Peyton Manning did not break down physically, I think he would have continued to have played. Can I, because he enjoyed the process. Aaron Rodgers doesn't strike me as that guy. Because if he was that guy, he'd be working with a whole bunch of new wide receivers that the Packers picked up. But he doesn't seem to be too interested in doing that until he has to. Don't, do you think that it, just as devil's advocate question, do you think that he, had he been traded here with all the machinations involved that, that were made with Wilson, do you think that he might have, he might have had that commitment, found that commitment, discovered no, that commitment? No, because you could tell by listening to Aaron Rodgers over the last year and a half, he walks to the beat of his own drum. He absolutely does not care what people think about him because all he will reply with is, I've won the MVP award two years in a row, my age, and I don't need to practice. Do you think the that- problem? The thing that he doesn't realize is this, Terry, is that it's not about him. It's the players around him that need to practice with Aaron. Yeah. That's what he doesn't understand. Great leaders understand that, that it's important. If you're going to be a great leader, you need to be around. People, in theory, your subordinates, need to see you in the building all the time. They need to see you watching film. They need to see you working out. They need to see you taking extra reps. That's how you get your teammates to follow you because you're leading by example. Aaron Rodgers doesn't lead by example. He does what he wants to do. And yes, on game day, he is fantastic, but he doesn't make his teammates believe that he really cares, but he's great on game day. Nobody wants to follow Aaron Rodgers. They're generally speaking. Nobody really wants to follow this guy because he doesn't lead by example. Do you think that the the avalanche? Do you think that the Broncos uh, vetted that part of it? Was it either or Wilson? Was it Wilson and or Rogers, or were they close to making ever close to making any kind of a deal for Rogers, as we were told they were? And I look well, at it, and I look at it, and I look at it this way: that that uh, I I don't think they came close to making the Rogers deal. I think they came close, and it happened on draft night. It really did. I was told by more than enough people in the know that thing was close. Were some of those things that we, we've you have just discussed factors in making the decision to go the other direction? No, it's the Packers didn't want him to leave. Not a, this was all on the Packers. The Broncos would have pulled the trigger in an absolute second. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, and with all due respect to Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Oh, boy. He just, I, yeah, I he, he just is, and it's not deniable. It's not deniable. We could talk about, you know, Wilson being to two Super Bowls and so on and so forth. Aaron Rodgers is an unbelievable talent. But you have, but the reason I like Russell Wilson more is He's got more it's more than just talent. He, Russell Wilson has the guys believing they can win. Aaron Rodgers... He doesn't give up that. He doesn't give off that vibe. So you're saying Nathaniel Hackett breathed a huge sigh of relief to see the way this has turned out. No, I think he wanted Aaron Rodgers. I've no doubt. No, but he I'm saying I'm Rogers. saying that now that he's reading these comments and everything, he's 
And he also understands Wilson has five more years left in the tank if you view them as having parallel careers. Then Nathakis look, looking at it saying, well, we did the right thing. You've been around sports enough to know this phrase. Sometimes the best trades yeah. are the ones that are never made. And I think the Broncos got lucky. The Rodgers deal did not work out. Danny, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? We will take a look back at last night's Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals in the NHL playoffs, and also a little role play Thursday. Uh, if you were Calvin Booth, would you be looking to make a big splash trade in this offseason for the Nuggets, or see what this core can do when they're all healthy? That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman and Fry. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Eastern Conference Finals in the NHL playoffs game one was last night. It wasn't eight to six like Avs Oilers game one, but the Rangers did beat the Lightning by a pretty significant margin scoring six goals on Andre Vasilevsky winning six to two do either the number of goals scored or that final result surprise you absolutely Doc, Andre Vasilevsky giving up six goals probably the best goaltender in the world uh, I was thinking it was going to be low scoring and then maybe it, maybe it was just catching after those two teams watching the avalanche and the uh, Oilers the night before Yesterday, Terry, you and I talked about what's more difficult to win, a Super Bowl or a Stanley Cup. Vasilevsky, one of the greatest postseason goaltenders of all time. And if it was only one game, if winning the Stanley Cup was only one game, one of the greatest goaltenders of all time would have lost the Stanley Cup. He can be bad in three of those games. He just has to be really good in four of them. That's the whole point. You have to be a, have a short memory as a goaltender, shrug that yep. off, and, and don't lose the faith of your teammates. They have to be convinced you'll come back, too. Yep. Just in case you missed it, Bleacher Report floated some NBA trade ideas for this upcoming offseason, and one was making the rounds big time on Nuggets Twitter involving Damian Lillard coming to Denver in exchange for MPJ, Bones Highland, Monte Morris, and a 2022 
first round pick, which would be the 21st overall pick in this upcoming draft. If you're Calvin Booth, are you making that trade? Yes, but it, trades making the rounds on Twitter like that are, are uh, so ludicrous in the first place. But yes, I make that deal. I make I get Dean Willard here for anything it, it, that does not involve number 15. Anything. I would, anything. I would drive all of those guys you mentioned to the airport myself. <laughs> but with that, this is why the trade is ludicrous. One, a trade like that is not going to happen within the division. And secondly, why in the world? Whoever put that out is an idiot. And I'll tell you why. Who in the world, who in their right mind, would take on an MPJ contract with him coming off an injury? That, that might, whoever put it out should be shamed publicly. No one is taking that deal. You couldn't get rid of MPJ for a bag of balls right now because of that contract. More or less getting Dame Lillard. It's ridiculous. Just in case you missed it, Ryan Fitzpatrick has announced his retirement, and Ian Rappaport says sources have told him the 17-year quarterback is in talks with Amazon for a key broadcast role this season. Is it a benefit or a detriment for Fitzmagic's transition to the booth to have played on nine different teams and with so many different teammates who well, are still in the NFL? First of all, Ian Rappaport is a reliable reporter, so I think this one obviously has more credibility. Yeah, I do think it helps you as a broadcaster if you've played for that many teams, been exposed to, to different styles of coaching, different styles of everything. But I, I still kind of rebel at the idea that that you have to pay any any of those broadcasters, whether it's Tony Romo or anybody else. I don't watch a game to see who's ever calling the game and, and working as the analyst. I don't understand that. I don't understand the stupidity of throwing money at those guys. Why do they do it? Because they can. Because they can. You can make the same case about why do you pay athletes so much? Because the money's available. That's why. But getting back to Fitzpatrick, did you see what he put out on social media today? No. I think he listed every single player he ever played with on social media. Did you see that, Danny? I did not. I saw a lot of other people thanking him, teams, other players, uh, people in the media, but I didn't see anything from Fitz himself. Yeah. You know, he did send something out. He was like, wow. Yeah, I think it was almost every player he ever played with. He put, he didn't write anything. It was just all their names. <laughs> did he at least, well, he couldn't, he didn't have enough room probably. He had to put no spaces between them. So it's no, pretty he hard made to read. The, he made the names really, really small and more significant players. Their names were a little bit bigger. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm seeing that now. It's just a big collage almost of yep. a ton of different different names of NFL players. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, very cool way to kind of let everybody know that you're riding off into the sunset. A great personality. I think he's going to be great in the booth. I'm excited to see uh, to see if he does end up being a significant role on Amazon's broadcast. Will you tune in just to hear him? I will. I think he's a funny guy. I think he has a great knowledge base of the game, being around as long as he has. And, of course, he's a Harvard guy, so I'm sure that uh, he's, his smarts are well beyond the football field. All right, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store. 
try out the appliances before you buy them. When you buy a car, you want to take it for a test drive. So why not try out, I don't know, an induction stove or maybe a Viking range? Those things are so awesome to cook on. You can do that at Mountain High Appliance. You try and do that at a big box store, they're going to look at you like, what the hell are you doing? You could do that at Mountain High Appliance. Their sales staff, they can get you into something to fit your budget, or they can get you something high-end. They do everything there. Mandy bought a stackable washer and dryer from there. She could not be any happier. She loves the product she got and the customer service. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break. Game two, Western Conference Finals, faces off in a little more than an hour. And we have one familiar face and goal and one who's not so familiar. We'll talk about it next. Uh-huh. 